Every woman has a relationship with Aunt Flo. That's the name the women in my family gave her. Maybe yours did too. But what happens when that relationship gets complicated? What's your overreaction? Welcome to your safe space to wrestle, reconcile, relish, and rejoice in the complicated relationship we have with our reproductive health. It's storytelling with a side of science. You're now listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Hey y'all, it's your chief storyteller, Tanil Daniels, and I would like to welcome you to the Overreaction Podcast. What has your girl been up to since we last met for story time? Well, for those of you who don't know, I am the co-host on the Love Madden podcast, and we recently kicked off season four. This season, we're focused on the 12 principles of healing through hospitality. So if you have not already checked out the Love Madden podcast, I highly recommend that you add it to your podcast playlist. If you love some good old fashioned girl talk mixed in with gems on how you can heal yourself and others through the gift of hospitality. Um, February has been a a little busy, but um, really just filled with celebrating the month of love. Um, I had several opportunities to really celebrate the the gift of sisterhood, um, otherwise known as Galentine's Day. Um, I started my Galentine's Day celebrations with afternoon tea at the Empress Lounge at the Mandarin Oriental in D.C. Um, Me and two of my sister friends from high school spent the afternoon sipping tea, nibbling on delectable finger foods and sweet treats, um, being serenaded by a harpist, and more importantly, just loving on and laughing with one another. If you have not experienced afternoon tea, I would highly recommend the Empress Lounge at the Mandarin Oriental. A few days later, I hopped on a plane to head to the Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, Florida area to relax, rest, and recharge with another group of my girlfriends. The change of scenery was much needed. The sounds of waves coming into the shore, the palm trees, the laid black Florida vibe was just what the doctor ordered for three friends all in need of something different that could be soothed by the balm of sisterhood. I will recap the trip, where we stayed, and what we did, so make sure you are signed up to receive my newsletter. If you're not signed up, head over to TennilDaniels.com. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E-D-A-N-I-E-L-S.com. Well, I think that's all I've been up to, so it's story time. Episode 6, Shop Till You Drop, I talked about my initial experience searching the cryobanks or sperm banks for a donor. I made a commitment to myself that as much as I could, I would try to make this process as enjoyable as possible when the opportunity presented itself. So I called up one of my best friends to have a, that's just my baby daddy party. Despite our best searching efforts, the availability of black men in the donor pool at these cryobanks is severely lacking, which makes finding a suitable black man to serve as my baby daddy extremely difficult. I left the party that Saturday night feeling frustrated and discouraged. I was allowed to feel those feelings, but I knew I couldn't stay there for too long. This is episode seven, Who That Is. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
following the shopping party, I took a somewhat passive approach to my donor search. As new donors are added to the cryobanks, they normally send email notifications to their subscriber list. Each week, the emails that filled my inbox provided updates on new donors added to the pool that nine times out of 10 were white men. And the one time it would be a man of of a different ethnicity, mm, I could probably count on my hands the number of times that that man would be black. I say that again just to highlight how often black men are added to the donor pool. Not often at all. A couple of months passed and I continued to live and enjoy my life, trying not to be laser focused on finding what felt like a non-existent donor. As I talk about my lack of options, I also want to underscore how open I was to what was available. If we think about it in terms of dating, you know, we often talk about identifying your non-starters or non-negotiables versus what are your preferences. Was a black donor a non-negotiable for me? I'll pause there for a second so you can come up with your answer. For me, a black man was a nice to have, not a non-negotiable. Although selecting someone who was not black could bring its own set of challenges in terms of teaching my child the history and culture of their biological father, I felt like the challenge would be much greater if I selected a white man. This is a personal choice, and I do not knock anyone who chooses a white man as their donor. Um, But for me, it was important to at least select someone um, who was a person of color. Did I have a height requirement? Taller than me, which, you know, really isn't that hard. Did they have to have a certain level of education? That was a strong preference, but not a non-negotiable. Did they have to be someone that I would potentially date in real life? Nah. The chances of us ever meeting, me and this donor, are slim to none. So attraction on a romantic level was not important to me. If I thought you looked decent enough to mix well with me, then I was open to you as a potential donor. This may sound crazy to some, but I really didn't have that many non-negotiables. You want to know what my non-negotiables were, don't you? Because most of you are probably curious, as I like to call it, or as some of my friends call it, nosy. (laughs) But here they go. He had to be a man of color, no history of drug use, no significant medical issues um, with themselves or in as part of their family history. I also wanted their responses to the profile questions um, to, you know, be solid. I, I didn't want them to send up any red flags or make me feel a sense of uneasiness. At the end of the day, the most important thing for me was that we were compatible genetically. There's also a God component to this choice. As I said on a previous episode, God is my partner, and he must be consulted at every step along this journey and definitely in the selection of a donor. So I kept living my life and believed that in due time, God would send the right donor. Notice I said right, not perfect donor to me. My advice to women going through the donor selection process is to not let perfect become the enemy of good. Well, my time came, 
late in July, a few days after I returned from a girl's trip to Charleston and Kiwa Island in South Carolina. I received one of those notification emails from the California Cryobank. On the screen was a light-skinned man with an inviting smile. I clicked his profile. Man of color? Check. CMV negative? Check. Pictures available? Check. Solid answers to the profile questions? Check. Genetic compatibility? Check. (laughs) Vials available, which is really important? Check. Y'all, I think I found them. I sent a few pictures immediately to my mom and to two of my sister friends for their thoughts. The response was positive. I prayed on it. God spoke. In that moment, it was time to pull the trigger. I want to take a few minutes to share the science. When shopping for sperm, there are three different types of sperm vials that could be available for purchase. The first is intrauterine insemination, IUI, intracervical insemination, um, ICI as they're labeled on the site, and then intracytoplasmic sperm injection or ICSI vials available. The intrauterine insemination or IUI vials go through a washing procedure utilizing gradient separation methods resulting in vials that are nothing but the sperm and stabilizing media that are safe for the uterus. IUI specimens can be safely placed directly into the uterus by your treating physician because there are no round cells or other junk in it um, that may cause cramping. These units are also ideal for use in at-home inseminations. The ICI vials or the intracervical insemination vials um, have been washed, but they have not undergone gradient separation steps, um, which remove the non-motile sperm cells, round cells, and other junk found in the ejaculate. ICI units are typically used for at-home insemination since these specimens cannot be directly placed into the uterus um, because it would cause severe cramping. The ICSI vials or the intracytoplasmic uh, sperm injection vials undergo a wash process and are guaranteed one to six million modal cells per milliliter, which is a vial. These units are recommended for um, women utilizing in vitro fertilization or intracytoplasmic sperm injection procedures where only a few sperm are needed. Since I was going the IVF route, I was told I could use whatever option was available. All right, let's get back to today's story. Purchasing these sperm vials, especially for those um, women who are looking for donors of color, is really like the Hunger Games. Only so many vials of each type are available for each donor, and sometimes not all types are available for each donor. And they go fast. So you really have really days, not weeks, to make a decision before all of the vials sell out. Indecisiveness and procrastination may leave you SOL. So one day, I believe it was early August 2021, I put my card on it and donor XXXXX became one step closer to becoming my baby daddy. This was a major milestone in my journey and I wanted to celebrate. 
So I called my mom and told her that I wanted to host an intimate party for my closest sister friends. As a party planner and experience junkie, I love to create experiences for myself and others. So I came up with the theme. I channeled my LeBron vibes and came up with the decision, a cocktail experience with friends. On a hot and humid summer night over cocktails and beats, because music always has to be involved, I shared the identity of my baby daddy with my tribe. And that's where today's story will end. Details of all the fun, including pictures from the party, are over on my blog at TennilleDaniels.com. So I encourage you to go check it out. But before we go, you know I have to give you the song of the episode. And really, it wouldn't be right if this week's song wasn't My Baby Daddy by B-Rock and The Biz. I'm not going to sing it for y'all because I think I did that on the last episode. I am going to throw in a bonus song for this week, though. Um, And this song comes from the playlist that I created for my party, um, which will give you some insight into a key characteristic of my donor. And that song is Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. And since I'm really feeling the vibes this week, (laughs) I actually heard this song Um, probably for the second time when I was in um, Florida for our little Galentine's getaway. Um, So I want to share this song with you all. It's called Calma, the remix by Pedro, Capo, and Faruco. It's a vibe. It's a little, you know, sexy vibe if you just want to rock out um, on a Saturday evening with a cocktail. So I hope you enjoy. You can find these songs and the many others that have served as the soundtrack along my journey on the Overreaction podcast playlist available on Apple Music and Spotify. Until next time, remember to stand in your story so you can boldly and confidently show up in the world. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to Overreaction by Tanil Daniels. Love what you heard? Go ahead and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Also, I want to hear your overreaction. So head over to TennilleDaniels.com and click the podcast tab to share yours. Remember, stand in your story, show up in the world.